0: Hello, welcome to PMM Insight, a plastics, machinery, and manufacturing podcast. This is an episode of PMM in person, where we talk to the most interesting players in the plastics industry. I am your host, Ron Shen, editor of PMM. Today we're speaking with Arlene Davis, director of NPE content and experience. Arlene, we have always visited NPE to kick the tires on all the new equipment. But NPE 2024 in May has an expanded conference program and more education sessions that will be an integral part of the overall NPE experience. Tell us why the number of off the show floor programs has been expanded and what an attendee will see.
1: Ron, it's so nice to see you and thank you for having me. Very excited to talk about NPE and all the new stuff that we're doing. Um, You know, yes, people can still. kick the tires they can still go see all of the exhibits but you know there's a lot more going on in the plastics industry and it was important that we share some really great stories and also use MPE as a platform for our attendees to learn a little bit more about what's going on in the industry innovation sustainability um, so many different areas workforce all kinds of things So um, I was brought on board to work with our content committee to develop some fun new stuff for attendees and actually just enrich their experience. And, um, you know, doesn't take away from the fact that we have 2000 plus exhibitors that are going to have tons of information and content for them. But this is more specific and more directed. So um, one of the things, if you are buying your basic expo pass, Don't worry, you still get to have some education. So, I mean, and we wanted to develop it so that you have your basic pass and then there's a plus pass and then there's a premiere. But on that basic pass, any attendees going to have the opportunity to attend our keynotes, which we're going to have one on Monday and also on Wednesday. We do not have those speakers just yet, but we'll be announcing those shortly, probably by the end of January. And then we also have three stages on the show floor. And those, when you look at those, that's over 75 sessions for attendees to select from. And those stages are our spark stages. There's innovation, which is located in the West Hall. We have the sustainability stage in the South Hall and the bottling stage. And each of them, as you look at the titles, kind of tell you a little bit about what those uh, sessions will be about. We're asking the presenters to make sure that they keep those to like 20 to 25 minutes and very specific so that our attendees walk away with quick learnings and something that they can just sit, enjoy for a minute, and then go on to the show floor. So um, some fun stuff happening on innovation. There's so many things when you look at, it's been six years since MPE think about all the changes. Think about what's happening with thermoforming, with, you know, extrusion, with all of these new things that have been developed. So we're going to hear from speakers about things from how they are, how you can do things better, um, what's become more energy efficient, and how you can, on the innovation stage, what we're seeing in terms of using materials, how we're using those materials, what the additives are doing to assist out anybody that's manufacturing with plastic there's just a variety of stuff on that innovation stage now let me just back up and let you know that all three stages will start every day at 10 a.m sessions will be on the hour so it's easy just remember 10 o'clock 11 o'clock 12 o'clock there's going to be a session on the stages the sessions are 20, like I said, 20 to 25 minutes. We're going to allow for Q&A and the speaker will be in the room. So if you have any questions, a number of those speakers on those stages have exhibit booths. So you can go back and visit and see what else they have, um, you know, and answer any questions that you might have that you didn't get answered. Um, the sustainability stage is located in the South Hall, some really great things are happening in sustainability. when you start looking at the materials, how they're being used, what they can do in terms of recycling, in terms of circularity, um, what's happening with uh, new regulations regarding sustainability. When you say something is sustainable, does that what it really means? So interesting things about you know where we've uh, plastics has been hit hard on. Are we sustainable? Can we do these things? There's a lot of good information on that stage, and there'll be speakers talking uh, from a variety of directions, from you know your equipment to your materials that you're being used, all the way to processes. What is a more efficient process? And I think those are all important things for those attendees that are coming to the show. Um, the other stage that's in the South Hall is the bottling stage. A lot of people really like it. It's located in our bottling zone, where there will uh, beer will be featured in the bottling zone. So um, attendees on this stage, though, are going to learn some of the a lot about PET PET regulations. What's happening with PET? We've got Napcor presenting. We've got um, a number of um, other groups associated with bottling that will be presenting. All these schedules are on our website and uh, people can peruse those and keep in mind all of that education, those 75 sessions are all part of the Expo Pass. So you pay your basic pass, which currently is at 175 and you can visit the stages, you can go to the keynotes and um, and also our Circularity, um, this circularity Central, I mean, uh, Sustainability Central will also be part of that. that's your basic past and basic information. Now, as we began to look at MPE, you know, Ron, you've seen it. People have challenges out there right now. And there's concerns about things like, where does artificial intelligence play into this? What do we need to be doing? How do we keep up? We're hearing things about workforce. We're hearing things about, um, um, The whole idea of DEA, DEI, what do I have to do to make sure I'm following all the right things? Then rules, regulations, whatever. And then you see things like trends. What is the market telling us? What's happening? So we created various things. I call them a response to challenges. These particular sessions are in classrooms. You move up to the Expo Plus pass for this. But imagine you can go in and we have a series on AI. And we have four different sessions, and E3 is helping us produce those. And I think that um, they're going to do a great job. And when it comes down to it, it's all about the data. And I think when people start hearing about it from no matter what level you're at, whether you're on the show floor as an exhibitor, or you're an attendee from one of the many different industries that uses plastic materials, you're going to find those sessions are really beneficial. And they're also going to maybe calm you down a little bit about AI and make you realize it's not as bad as we think. It's about how you collect data and what you do. Um, And I think you've probably seen that. You know that that's what, what... People are concerned about. Um, the next big thing, you know, this whole idea of workforce. How do we keep our workforce? We hear that every day. How do we keep the people we have? So, what we did is we went out to our members, and we have four members that are in the training area. And I was so happy to ask them, when I asked them, Hey, would you be interested in doing some presentations on training? These are not training they're not going to be training us on a particular way to do a mold build a mold or how to do how to actually create a process. They're going to talk about why training is important from four very different perspectives. And we have John Beaumont from Beaumont. We're going to have um uh we've got aim presenting as well we've got um these uh great company. Paulson is going to be there, you know, so we've definitely covered four major companies in the training area. And I think that to have them present is really good. But I think the key to these is that idea of how do you keep your people? And they're going to show you some different ways. And you don't need to attend all four if you can't, don't have the time. But certainly, I think the perspective of why training is so important to retaining your team is a big plus. And I think they all have different perspectives on how you do it. And I think that's important. We're going to end that day with a pretty exciting oh I'm pretty excited to have um, the president of Angle North America, Vanessa is going to be with us and you know she's going to talk about their incredible apprenticeship program, but more about the idea of as an industry, we need a call to action for those types of programs. Because quite frankly We have a great industry, we have good jobs, and we just got to make sure that people even understand what we do and get out more of these apprenticeship programs. So excited to have her. The second day of our workforce, it's that other side of it, DEI, DEA, engagement with your employees, all those kinds of things. And, um, Ron, we're kicking it off with a little bit of sweetness. We've got um, uh, Damien Welsh from Mars, and it is Mars Candy, the Mars Corporation, and he's going to talk about their engagement. And you'd think that everything would be sweet at Mars, right? That everything goes well. But the good thing, Damien's going to share that they've also had challenges. And that in this world of you know acquisitions and bringing in different um, companies under your umbrella, everybody kind of has a different point of view, right? And how do you mesh that? How do you bring that all together? And then how do you continue to engage this variety and diverse group of employees. So he'll talk about where they've messed up, where they've done well, but, and give us some points about why that's so important. Um, In that same series, we get to hear from Megan Ziemba and Tony Neary with um, the Society of Manufacturing Engineers, and also um, we have a representative from the Society of Women in Engineering, and that just changed um, because the person that was going to speak isn't available. So I'm excited, but it um, I think it'll be great. They're going to really talk about this idea of recruiting women in the industry and who's been really successful and why are they successful. And that's part of that DEI, DEA, you know, expanding. And I think the industry is doing really well. If you look across the board, we have a lot of great, um, uh, you know, women in positions across the plastics industry from the suppliers to the equipment manufacturers. But also think about this, our attendee base. When you start looking at all of those companies and all of those industries that use plastics in their manufacturing, do they recognize there's a number of women engineers? And I think we're starting to see that that they do. I mean, you look at Lego, you look at um, look at Microsoft, look at Dell, look at um, the automotive industry, GM, look at Toyota, look at all of those. Different industries. Look at the building and construction industry. We're seeing many more women. But the point about this is, how do you do that? Let our attendees understand how can they possibly expand that and take advantage of that. Um, in that session, also, um, you know, DEI, DEA, we throw that out there. You hear it all the time. You cover some of these different things. We have a gentleman coming from the Jackson Law Firm. It's important that we all understand. There's actually uh, legal things related to DEI, DEA, and you come out and you say you have a DEA, DEI plan, right? And you have somebody that's hiring for diversity. What does that mean? And what does it mean to actually follow the rule of law? And yes, go out and do that, but understand what some of the things are that you. uh, understand what needs to happen and um, what is actually legal and what is not. So I think that'll be an interesting one. It's just a different perspective, but I think it's important. And we're going to end the day with a really great session with the chief um, uh, human resources officer with Amcor and really just get her perspective on DEI, DEA, what does that mean? And, you know, you look at MP and you say, well, why do we really need that? Well, look at, we all need Workforce. And we need the diversity of workforce. And um, so why not MPE? Why not have that? So that's one of the series that you'll hear. And then I talked about trends earlier. So um, ICIS, our good friends at ICIS, are going to do three different mornings where they're going to go over trends for materials. And why is that important? Well, let's face it. Right now, um, pricing is, is it's been up and down, right, for materials, and we're beginning to see some crazy things happening. Well, what's the impact of biomaterials? What are the impact of recycled materials? So each morning, they're going to give us a different point of view with a different type of material, and those will be at 8 o'clock in the morning before we get started, an early morning little pitch for um, uh, just some trends and some good information. Um, And those, like I said, all of this is part of our Expo Plus. Now, we have not published it, but we are currently working on two more areas that are challenging, and that is mold building. Uh, so we'll have a mold building track, and we are also going to have a recycling track. Uh, and when you look at recycling, part of that has to do with people not understanding Recycling and how it works, and um, what's possible to recycle when you think about plastics. So we're really excited about that, and we'll be hopefully be um, that will all be published by the end of January. Now, if you move up to the next level, which is our premiere, as we started to look at this, and I think you and I had a conversation about this, Ron. We looked at all of the data, and uh, for registrations from twenty twelve. 2015, 2018, and we wanted to see uh, what industries were the top performing industries. It turns out, no matter what we did, there were five industries that really stood out and continued to grow. And those industries are automotive, building construction, consumer goods, uh, packaging, and medical pharma. And if you look at those industries, it makes sense because as they continue to grow and as they continue to do things, there are more plastic materials because it's a fabulous material that are being used within those industries. So what we decided was we would create some very specific content for those industries. So we're kicking off on Monday with a comprehensive plastics industry briefing. And that's really to look at the whole industry and looking at just overall trends that we're seeing. And we're very lucky to have um, Louis Efron with the Gallup Group kicking us off that morning. And, you know, the Gallup Group uh, looks at a lot of different data and looks at a lot of different consumer uh, trends and everything. And I think what you're going to find from Louis is very positive, very pro-plastic, obviously, but more importantly, why we should have pride and why sh- we should be hopeful and why we should be excited about the future for plastics. Because let's face it, it's an incredible material and um, we've had great innovators, and we're, for those particular industries, we're certainly strong. But Lewis is also going to point out just some other areas that plastics has been um, very strong in. And he comes with a great background. He was um, head of human resources for Tesla at one point in his career. He also worked at Stryker Medical for a number of years and understands the very important role plastics plays in diagnostic equipment and pharma and everything under medical. So I think he'll be really great. Um, Our very own Perk Pineda will give his presentation on uh, the global impact of plastics. We know Perk is always a good one with great facts, good information, um, strong data points, and I think everybody wants to always hear what, where are we and what's happening, and they go to Perk for that information. Um, included in that series, CMA, Chemical Manufacturer, Chemical Marketing Analytics, formerly IHS, um, has such a great group of people, and we were very fortunate that, that Nick offered to help us out with this, and they are going to do three different sessions that really, three different 30-minute segments that really go into some trends about our materials again, but more importantly, like some more data, uh, more specific where we could see some opportunities and growth for our industry and why that will happen. And we're going to end that day with, um, I think somebody that's going to be really fun for everybody, Sean Bravik, who was the former chief economist, at the Consumer Technology Association, and Sean's going to bring that. Um, he's now he calls himself a trenderist, not a futurist, because he really relies on data, and um, he's going to go over where and give us sort of a a strategy or a a roadmap for the future. And he believes the future of plastics is extremely strong. We know there's those you know tail those folks that talk about, you know, is it the right material? Is it, you know, we hear about, oh, it's bad. It's this, it's that. Sean understands that. But what he's also seeing is the industry is innovating and responding to those challenges and making those changes. But the other side of it, there's just a real need for plastic materials in certain industries and certain places. So he's going to give us that. But the fun thing is, Perk is going to be up on stage with him, and when he finishes, he's going to ask him a few really tough questions on those trends that uh, he's setting. So it's not just going to be him talking. We'll hear from Perk as well. So I think that'll be really good, and that is on Monday, and that is part of that premiere pass. And then over the next couple of days, we'll have the specific industry briefings on Tuesday. We'll feature automotive, consumer goods, and packaging. And for each of those industry briefings, what we attempted to do was reach out and get somebody to talk about trends specific to those industries. So, for instance, for automotive, we reached out to our friends at SP, and Edwin Pope is going to talk about what he's seeing for plastics. And also, he's going to give us some insights into which of the OEs are doing well in terms of. A certain growth and give us sort of a perspective on what's happening with the OEs, the original equipment manufacturers. So that'll be great. Um, we have for the consumer goods session, we actually have the current economist at this Consumer Technology Association to kind of give us what do they think? What are some trends? Um, what markets are growing, what's happening in consumer goods? So we'll get a, a really good picture for that particular technology. And then um, for packaging, we have our friends at PMMI are supporting this program with us. so we're happy to have them on board. And um, we've got several sessions coming from their research folks on a, a number of areas having to do with packaging. So again, we'll have that those trends and those important um, uh, market points again, To show opportunities, because this is both for exhibitors and for attendees. On Wednesday, we're going to go, we'll have the other two uh, sessions, uh, industry briefings. We've got medical pharma, and we've got building and construction. So um, a a highlight, I think, for building and construction is we were able to get the economist for um, the American Institute of Architects. And you ask, why the American Institute of Architects? Well, quite frankly, they've put together a sustainability plan for building and construction. And I think it's an important plan. And Kermit Baker, their chief economist, is going to talk about those trends, impacts, what do those standards mean, and also what is actually happening in building and construction, and it's across all things. He'll be talking about housing, but he'll be talking about office buildings, um, commercial buildings of all types. Um, and Kermit brings a, a very broad background to this. He's very well known for um, um, in the building construction industry. So I think for anybody that's interested in where will my materials be going, what are some opportunities, that's a session that they'll definitely want to hit. And for anybody that's in that industry, I think it's just a good checklist of where can I go? How can I sell my products? You know, if you're with a company that uh, makes pipe, for instance, you want to know what are the big industrial product projects going on or what's happening, Kermit's going to be able to tell us that. If you happen to be a company that is making interior carpets and things for interiors of buildings, Kermit's going to tell us what's happening with office buildings. I mean, let's face it, Ron, there's been with... We're working from home. People work from home now. What has that done to you know that market? And he'll have some answers on that and transitions that they're seeing and reuse of buildings. So uh, a really good thing there. And then um, the uh, for medical pharma, we're really lucky. We'll be working with uh, the we're working with the uh, Advamed, which is a an association for the medical device industry, and they'll be giving their update and um, what's happening in trends regarding all of those kinds of things, you know, dialysis machines to diagnostic equipment across the board. And I think for anybody that is in that field to know where there's growth opportunities, again, opportunities, I think that's a big piece there. So, um, and our exhibitors will be able to attend these sessions. Now, those industry briefings start with that, and then within each of them, what we've tried to do is have a presentation on materials so that within any industry, they can understand what's happening with materials, what changes have happened, what innovations are happening. Um, uh, We have a session around sustainability because, let's, let's face it, that is a big thing for our industry. And what does sustainability mean? Is it recyclable? Um, can it be reused? And um, can um, can we make sure that we actually are moving toward that circular economy? So we're making sure we have somebody that can present on those topics as well. Um, um, so just a lot of stuff. Now we have all that going on, and then we're going to have our first ever um, women's women in plastics breakfast. Men are invited too, but the focus is on um, just what's ha- um, you know a gathering of women in the industry to talk and have a, a presentation. And we're still working on the speaker for that. We're getting close to it, and we'll be announcing that shortly. And I'm excited. We're going to have the Girl Scouts there. Their first ever. Um, uh, they're going to award a sustainability badge it's a badge that young girl scouts can earn and we thought that was a good tie-in so we're going to have that going on um we have just it you can tell and now you can ask me and i'm sorry i've gone on and on and haven't asked you but you can tell there's a lot of education at mpe this year
0: so where can someone go if they need to get more information or more details
1: They can go to MPE.org and click in and um, click the tab for learning and find out about all the sessions and speakers and bios and all of that kind of good stuff.
0: Arlene, this is really an exciting addition to the NPE that we've we've known in the past. And uh, I really appreciate you explaining the extensive program. Um, This is just one more good reason to attend NPE in person, May the 6th through 10th in Orlando.
1: Absolutely. I hope to see everybody there, and if they have any questions, they're always free to contact me directly.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Arlene. Thank you. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of PMM in person. Thanks to Associate Editor Marvin Brown for editing this podcast. You can always find our podcast and the latest information about the worldwide plastics industry on our website, www plasticsmachinerymanufacturing.com and on social media. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app and please tell a friend or colleague who would enjoy the show. This podcast is produced by Plastics Machinery and Manufacturing, an Endeavor business media brand.